0: chase thomas podcast. the chase thomas podcast um my nephew needs me
1: to record see i hate i already hate it i hate it all right hello and welcome back to a, another episode of the chase thomas podcast where i'm still the aforementioned a chase thomas coming to you live from knoxville tennessee the 865 where it looks like it's probably a warmer than where evan is because you wouldn't know it by watching evan here on this program tonight he's got the beanie on He's got a full um, tunnel hoodie. Is that what it's called? I feel like that's what they were called. Tunnel hoodies, right?
0: I don't know what it's called. It's mm-hmm. just legends. Shout out to the best workout clothing brand in the, in the world. There you go. Unofficial sponsor.
1: Yeah, unofficial. But it can be official. Reach out. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, but you're over there in LA. It's cold. My brother was in Vegas for a bachelor party this week. And I think it was like really, really cold. day, like a blizzard or Dog, something when he was flying snowed. in. it snowed. Yeah.
0: In northern L.A. the other day, like Burbank area in the hills. And that's beyond insane. Like, the, the, like the, I cannot stress that it doesn't snow in L.A. Like, the, mm. we are in the end
1: times. How are you dealing with it? Because I just, I know you hate it. Like, you left Portland to get away from this weather. You were looking for 75 clear and sunny every day of your life. Until the end of time. How are you dealing with this well, wind chill other and than weather chill?
0: Other than by dressing like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than dressing like I'm literally Rocky Balboa. Fighting in a, a meatpacking right. uh, warehouse. Have you ever? Uh, uh, no, but would I? Of course. Yeah. All, Where's the
1: weirdest of... place you've worked out?
0: Ooh, the weirdest place I've worked out. I mean, I would definitely say at my old company hyperloop, which was this like tech startup type place. Mm. It was in what's called the arts district of LA, which is basically like past downtown a little bit, kind of like an industrial area that they were trying to like make nice and cool with like some like bougie coffee shops and breweries, but it was like kind of a sketchy place. And so (laughs) the office was like really like pretty crazy. There was a lot of Mm. like really cool, like tech happening there. Um, you know all of these things in general and he or i they had like they're like oh yeah we have a little work work studio um sorry i'm losing my mind here uh but they had a little workout like do you remember those like dip like dip bars that also had like the seated thing where you can sit up against it and then also the pull-up bar all in one Mm -hmm. so they would just they just had one of those like back Mm. tucked away in this little like corner up against the la river on a fence Mm -hmm. and it was a very very ghetto looking situation so i would i would Mm -hmm. go 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 knock out some pull-ups during lunch
1: my thing was in Atlanta when I lived in Atlanta. Like my mom would get nervous because I like to walk around and run through the city, like just wherever. Like I was just never, uh, it, just caution to the wind, running late at night, running super early in the morning. Like just I ran all over the city. Probably in some bad streets, and bad areas. But it was just like, hey, I am running. They can't catch me uh, wherever I'm running to. That was just part of the deal. Part of the charm is you never know if you're going to get stabbed. And that's always no, it's always fun. You work harder. You run faster.
0: Nothing. Nothing. No confidence. Like the confidence of a, a white man <laughs> in an in a sketchy area. I'm like I'm untouchable. They can't hurt me.
1: <laughs> no, I'm very um, much aware that they can hurt me, and I'm not untouchable. I'm just running. So the way it worked out of my head was like, I, I'll run through it. They won't catch me because I'm. I'm active. Well, speaking of active, we'll see how active the San Francisco 49ers are this off season. Evan, uh, we're doing our weekly off season uh, recap review series. Just kind of forecasting what uh, the next few months look like for the Niners um, and uh, where this team's going. What happened this past year? That sort of thing with uh, a different team each week here. And I want to do the Niners. I want to do what's fresh in the brain and. Um, This is, I think they could be pretty active sooner rather than later. We'll get into one thing that they might get into. Uh, But I have a series of questions that I want to kind of run by you and kind of pick your brain um, to kind of get a sense of where you're at with with the Niners now that it's been about a month since uh, they lost both Brock Purdy and uh, the NFC title game to the Eagles. Um, I want to start here. I think this is like something that can be overlooked from fans sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment. But I'm curious from your perspective, Evan, was the 2022 season a success for the 49ers?
0: So, you know, I I saw the question um, and I thought about it a little bit. And I think regardless of how any one person individually feels about it, what it comes down to me is context, how you look at it, right? Because there's so many different, ways to look at it and there's so many variables and like how you look at each and individual variable could really change your approach so uh, you know 10,000 feet in the sky it was the 49ers se- season a success uh let's start from the beginning did they win the super bowl no there wasn't a success uh let's go a little bit further down uh they made it to the nfc championship and they were not favored to do so That's a success. Sure. Okay. Uh, Was it a success considering they had three injuries at quarterback throughout the season for their starters, Uh, two of which were season-ending that happened, one, within the second week, two, obviously, with Jimmy staying. I mean, when you look at the injuries, was this a success? Absolutely. That point right there, let me focus there. Was it a success that they were able to make it to the NFC Championship with three injured quarterbacks? absolutely i think this was a successful season in a sense of no other team has ever outside of the eagles winning with you know nick Foles, who really like revisionist history was a better quarterback than carson wentz all along um that would be the closest thing but for the 49ers to have done what they did with a quarterback situation at hand by all means i think that was a success um i would say though it then again, it depends on how you look at it. Is it a success? Um, I think about the Brock Purdy situation. You look at Brock Purdy and you go, okay, well, Brock Purdy was really good. He played really good football. He was really, you know, he was a strong quarterback, did everything that he was asked. Okay, well, is that Kyle Shanahan or is it Brock Purdy? Was it a combination of the both? If you just think it's Kyle Shanahan, then I would say it's a success. I mean, would you if you think it's like Brock Purdy is like really genuinely good? Then I think they got a little lucky. Uh, I think they had they got lucky regardless. It's insane, like the season was insane. I mean, it's so like crazy to be you know weeks removed from the season and like to look back and think about all the like ESPN Sports Center headlines that happened throughout the season but I do think it was a success. It would be hard-pressed to say otherwise.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, if you're a Niners fan, doom and gloom, it's like, look, three of the last four uh, NFC title games have featured the 49ers with uh, two different quarterbacks. Three, I mean, how many appeared now? Lance, Purdy, or excuse me, not Lance, uh, Purdy, Johnson, um, Jimmy. Jimmy. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah three quarterbacks appeared in three different uh, nfc title games in four years you go to a super bowl obviously it doesn't go your way but like this has been a really good four-year run and i don't anticipate it uh dipping anytime soon it's just you're gonna get another by the apple but on the flip side and this is something that i think you worry about if you're a fan of uh a, t- of a team like the 49ers right now and and that is was that the their best team under kyle D'Amico? ryan yes. obviously leaves to go to houston you had, everybody was healthy. The defense was the best in the NFL. Like I, I, that's the worry. I think if I'm a big Niners, if I'm a Niners fan and I, I wonder, do you share that 10 minutes? Like that was the best we'll probably get in this era.
0: No, okay. no I don't. And I also don't know that I, I like, was it the best so far? Yes. Is it the best we'll get in this era? I doubt it. Um, the 2019 team was a really, really good team. Their defense was spectacular, but there were holes.
1: Mm.
0: There were holes on the offensive line. There was holes in the secondary. They since addressed uh, the offensive line in the secondary, and I think it got better, right? You look at Aaron Banks in his second year. You look at what Talano Funga in his second year, You know what these players were able to do. Um, there was a lot of progress from some of the players they drafted. Again, John Lynch is just knocking it out of the park with some of these picks. I think going into this next year, it's going to be very key that they address things like getting Nick Bosa some help on the edge, like figuring out the quarterback situation, although I don't think they're nearly as bad as we saw. And in in the long run, I think what we saw this season is like a very big reality of the quarterback position is not ultimately as important for most teams as it is for the 49ers. Hmm. Um, but no, I think... Like that, you look at the core pieces of Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, uh, you know off Trent Williams, like the guys like that. I think as long as they're here and they're healthy, they've shown that they will only get better. Nick Bosa to me is the number one most important player on the team. A lot of people think it's Trent. Some people say it's Kyle. I think it's Bosa. If you look hmm. at the the record of when Nick Bosa plays versus when he doesn't, it is glaring. And I think Nick Bosa has been the key since the beginning. Robert Sala, the original defensive coordinator before D'Amico Ryans, really struggled. Now, granted, they had a bad roster, but they struggled in big ways without Nick Bosa. Um, I think the type of scheme and offense that they have had under Sala and obviously D'Amico Ryans is predicated under really good pass rush. If they have good pass rush, then all of a sudden the secondary is able to do a lot more because pressure's getting to the quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I think as long as Nick Bosa's here, I as a fan feel very comfortable uh, with the entire operation. Kyle helps too, obviously.
1: (laughs) Do you think Bosa gets a big payday this offseason?
0: He'll be the highest-paid person in the NFL.
1: Oh, wow. So what do you think the contract looks like?
0: Whatever he wants. (laughs) I don't. Literally, I don't care. Give him, give him the city of Sunnyvale. I don't care. Like whatever he wants. Rice Aroni as a product, it's his. It's now called Bosa Aroni. Uh, literally, like whatever he wants. It, it's. I am so happy that the NFL cap is raising the year that we are going to sign Nick Bosa to his contract. Hmm. Last time that it raised, you will see these crazy contracts. But then a year later, they will see seem not you know as aggressive. So I'm hoping they re-sign him. Uh, honestly, I hope the extension comes faster than normal. Uh, normally, the 49ers will be signing people. Are you, are you? Am I like? I need to hurry up. Like no, that was <laughs> no, just so kidding. I do the
1: Pomodoro <laughs> technique, and I was working on something. And I forgot to turn it off when I before the pod. No. Um, I do the 25 like minutes it. and then I keep going. And then and do you do that? The Pomodoro no. technique? Where no. your your attention is only supposed to be, this is about to be a nerd moment because I got to explain the, the timer here. But I do 25 minutes straight of uninterrupted work and then I take five minutes to like get up and walk around and then I get back to it. Uh, you're supposed to like take breaks basically in between productivity. It's really, really hard to stay focused for hours on end. Like you need to, You it's easier to break it up. So that that's, yeah, Pomodoro technique. It's great.
0: No, I mean I'm super ADHD, so I've I've heard of it, and I think it I like I think the idea in general makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I so think you just break ge- up
1: your day in little increments, like little little increments. Yeah,
0: good. I mean naturally, by the way, like the way people are using their cell phones nowadays, like yeah. there is no such thing as an attention span, so I do yep. think that is just just so much. Yeah.
1: Well, apologies. Back to what you were saying, though. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, like like i was saying overall i do think um, the 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 game the play, the whole team is predicated on the pass rush and nick bosa mm. and i think he's going to get that extension this season or this offseason they normally wait till you know almost training camp to get it done mm. uh, i i want it done yesterday there is no more important. Like I, like listen. I don't get, mess
1: around with Bosa. Is what you're saying? Like just well, don't. Well, no. I yeah. mean,
0: like he's so like laid back. If you listen to him in every interview he's ever been in, like he doesn't know a high octave. Like I have talked in like 16 octaves higher than anything he's ever spoken with. Just in the like first 10 minutes of this pod, he. Um, yeah, I. Uh, we we got to just work hard like this it's like he doesn't care he's chill he's super chill he said it, he's like i don't care about money i'm sure my my agent will he's just like all he cares about is football mm. so but yeah i definitely think that they absolutely need to make him i mean literally like I understand where I stand as a 49ers fan, and I'm biased, and all of these things. But you cannot tell me that right now there is a more important player in the NFL, out you know outside of the quarterback position, right? You say it's Patrick Mahomes. He's mm-hmm. the best defensive player. He's a defensive MVP, you know, uh, of the year, like defensive player of the year. Like Aaron Donald, I think had a higher peak in terms of his talent and what he was doing. Uh, but I'm dog. Aaron Donald's time is done. Not, like, as a player, but as the overall best defensive player in the NFL. It's done. It's Nick Bosa now. And Nick Bosa is so young. He's only going to get better.
1: Yeah. I agree. Um, Which I think will be fine. I think he'll get taken care of. I am curious, though, from this list, they have a lot of free agents. Evan. And when you look at it, there's some interesting names. Of this group, who are you most interested in? Jimmy Ward, unrestricted free agent. Um emmanuel mosley mike mcglinchey um robbie gold who's sneaky good uh yeah. t- gibson obviously obviously jimmy garoppolo but we don't really have to address that one was there another one that he might is, have to that well there you go is there anyone else like is mcglinchey gone is jimmy ward a potential so, return what do you think happens here with their free agents
0: here's the thing right now, the 49ers are in a funny position just because every single one of these players is exactly what they are. They played, they're all the same. They played really, really well within this scheme. They've all played better than I think they are as a player. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you look at some of the players that have left as free agents to go on to other teams, they've had decent, you know, years like the Kendrick Bourne and the Patriots. Uh, Some of the players that followed Mike McDaniel to, to, to Miami, Uh, They all had, you know, they've done decently well since, but they have played their best football when they were in this scheme with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. So Jimmy Ward has, I I wish, I hope to God that they do a 30 for 30 one year uh, or, you know, one day for Jimmy Ward's story because if you're not a 49ers fan, you're not probably, like, accustomed to what he has done or what his, like, career. But literally since he was drafted, he was drafted with a top 10 pick in the first round of the draft. Uh, came in, and immediately they played him out of position, so everyone thought he was a bust. Finally moved him to another position. He played really well. Uh, you know, During free agency, his first batch of free agency, he was going to leave. He ended up staying. He becomes one of the best safeties in the NFL. Always underrated. Just a, a name that people don't necessarily know about as much, but real football people do. Uh, played better. And free agency batch came around again was probably thinking about leaving last second, resigns. It's just like he we've expected him to leave for so long. And like, I hope he goes and gets payday. I, I mean, if he stays, I would love to have him as a fan. Um, but God, he is one of the most underrated players in the NFL for the last five years. And I don't think he stays. I think, it, you know, he, at his, this point, he's like, it's time for me to go get some money. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, bro. Like I don't know. We'll see where the quarterback thing go. You know, pans out. But like,
1: they the wouldn't op- do it. The they options. wouldn't. They wouldn't do that to him. They cannot he's, do that to him one more time.
0: I, I I I hate I hate the idea. I want Jimmy Garoppolo to go start somewhere else. I mm-hmm. just things are looking kind of not great. Samsung ebucom is probably the player that they want to resign the most. Hmm. You know, he's twenty seven years old, about to turn twenty eight. He's young. He's played incredibly well. He is not the definitive answer next to Nick Bosa, but he has been very useful while he's played. Um, and I think a, a deal that makes sense for both players, both the player and the team, is probably uh, in the best interest for both of them. But they still need to find help. Mm. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley is another guy like a, a miniature Jimmy Ward, where it's like he like has always kind of like been. Like, uh, not a starter, but being asked to start. But then he's when he started, he played fairly well for how you know, for the situation we were in. Uh, I don't know if they keep him. I think they might bring him in on a kind of like a team friendly deal because he knows that I think in his head, he knows that this is the best place for him. Hmm. Uh, And they're going to need the depth. Mike McGlinchey is probably the most interesting overall for any of the players on this list because drafted. Very high. I mean, are you familiar with the Mike McGlinchey story at all?
1: Uh, I mean, I know he was drafted in the first round from Notre Dame. I don't know uh, what what more at the offensive tackle spot. Uh, What am I missing with McGlinchey? What story?
0: Where is it? So,
1: this is a positive or a negative story?
0: Uh, Let me pull it up. So, Mike McGlinchey is you know originally he came in uh, and was drafted high, right? And he was like very good friends early on with Joe Staley. So we're all sitting here like, oh, look at this kid. Young kid, offensive tackle, really good friends with uh, Joe Staley. He's going to be the heir apparent. That's going to be great, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is that, you know, Deron Payne, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Derwin James, Jair Alexander. Right. By the way, the last two. Derwin James and Jair Alexander, huge needs at cornerback and safety. The year that we took Mike McGlinchey, mm. uh, Leighton Vander Esch, right. That was a really good draft. Calvin Ridley, right. Like there were some like really Lamar Jackson, by the way. Mm. Uh, you know there were some really good players that were still picked that you know that could have been great. Will Hernandez was another one, the guard that went to the New York Giants. Um, so we had high expectations for him, and he played well in the beginning and then towards the end I've equated this and I think it's probably one of the better things I've ever said as a 49ers fan Mike McGlinchey is the Jimmy Garoppolo of right tackles and what I mean by that is overall a fairly good player in his position he plays well uh you know statistically usually on the high end PFF always grades him high but like Jimmy he'll have one or two plays in the game that are so terrible and like almost game changing whether it be a false start which he has many whether it be uh you know missing a block or you know whatever it may be you know he'll have plays that are so bad that will leave the game going man mike played like trash you know and it's like jimmy would have like a 90 you know, a 90.2 PFF grade, but like he'd throw an interception that was so terrible. We were like, I hate you. How could you do this to us? And I think mm-hmm. that that look and that feel that Mike McGlinchey has had has made 49ers fans confused for a very long time. So now here we are. The list of right tackles available in the NFL right now is not big, there's not a lot of good options. Uh, and I think it makes sense for the 49ers to re sign him but you're you're going to hear a lot of fans that are like do we have to you know you wish you could upgrade but i just don't know that they'll be able to so it's going to be a it's going to be a very underwhelming uh free agency period from what they do with the other t- players mm. um, Charles Aminu who is another player i think they want to probably re-sign he's 25 uh Tennessee legend Juan Jennings is going to yes. be uh uh, you know, a restricted free agent. Uh he's played well. I think he'll stay. <laughs> what about Jason Bar- Barrett? You know that man <laughs> oh, just needs to guy. retire. I, I think just, so too.
1: I it's just the body, man. I just the amount of injuries that dude and the bad luck he's had over the last decade. Like just football's not for him. Football's not for him. Um the biggest offseason question mark facing the Niners, in your opinion, is what? Evan. <laughs>
0: I mean, am I allowed to say anything other than quarterback? Like, you it, know what I it mean? It's
1: quarterback, right? Like, there is it has really. to be. Mm-hmm.
0: So we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, and I I apologize for repeating it once again, but you know, Trey Lance got drafted with number three overall pick.
1: Mm-hmm. Was
0: uh you know traded up three first round picks to get him sat a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo only to then finally get his start and break his ankle two games in. And so now he has then played one college football season sat out because of COVID sat behind Jimmy Garoppolo broke his ankle. So it's been three football seasons where he has not played football. He is a football player Mm -hmm. who has not played in three seasons. And then Brock Purdy is, by the way, we still have not heard what's going on with his injury. Have, have we, has no one else talked about that? Like, is that not the most hilarious thing? Like, I'm pretty sure they just did the surgery, right? Shouldn't we have known about it by now? I don't know. I thought that they were like, oh, he's going to be doing his. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, literally three hours ago, Brock Purdy gets an interesting injury update ahead of surgery. So ahead.
1: So he hasn't gotten it yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, literally, like, but Brock Purdy is, you know, been doing everything he can Mm. to not get Tommy John surgery, but he's going to get Tommy John surgery. Like, I don't know that, but I know that.
1: So Mm. I just, I don't think it's going to be ants. I just, at some point I'm just like, the Niners are going to do something weird. I think, I don't think it's going to be Brady, which Mike Silver threw out. I think this man is finally done. I think it's done done i don't think he's going to do it twice like i know he put in the paperwork and i just i don't think brady's going to happen but i do think if there was a team to get hey we have bosa locked up now we have this core that can win a title right now we think we could have gone to the super bowl and even fared but like who knows what would have happened against the chiefs in a rematch like we're right there the nfc west is going to be weak again next year the nfc is just wide open once again can we really roll the dice with just Trey, can we really, really do it, or do we need to bring in competition? Because like I just Brock is just out. Like you need to go into 2023 not expecting anything from Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Like this is a 2024. Let's see what happens after this year. You cannot count on Brock Purdy to get you back to the Super Bowl and be the be the guy um, this year. It's not fair to him. Like with what happened in his injury stuff and where he's at. I just I don't know who the guy is for them that they might look at. But I just I'm I refuse to believe that he that kyle goes in with just no brock for at least the it looks like the majority of the first half of the season whatever we'll see the exact timeline here and then just be like trey here are the keys like it's just trey's show and then we'll bring in like i don't know some insert random backup that Mariota or something or Matt Ryan maybe as a backup. I just, I I don't think that's how they're going to go about it. I just, in my gut, I don't feel that way. Do you feel the same? So
0: my, I think the most realistic thing I see right now happening is going to be Jacoby Brissett gets signed. Mm. Trey Lance starts. We see what happens with Purdy. I think if, if you have that, I think you can make a Super Bowl run mm-hmm. it all depends on whether or not Trey Lance is good. That said it I mean the 49ers like if you're Kyle Shanahan I bet you you're losing like is, is Kyle Shanahan is probably like every day waking up and screaming <laughs> like screaming. <laughs> Screaming, like literally Mm -hmm. screaming. He's like sitting here every day like, I thought I was going to get Kirk Cousins, but then we got Jimmy Garoppolo, and then that became my nightmare, and then I thought we were going to get a starting quarterback. We traded three first-round picks. This draft was supposed to have a bunch of good quarterbacks. Now Zach Wilson sucks. Trevor Lawrence was never a possibility. Justin Fields can run the ball, but can he throw? And Trey Lance apparently is not what they thought I, by the way i i still think that's an absurd thing like it's a project quarterback and you're confused that it was a project quarterback anyways but like then he gets brock purdy and he like sees like he like has has like a moment of like oh my god i might finally have a quarterback i might finally be able to win the super bowl and then he tears his ucla like kyle shanahan probably is like like on like
1: he's become the joker
0: He's going to beat down the gates of, of of heaven and fight God. Like, literally, there's no other way. Like, he must be furious. So, there's no good answer for the 49ers quarterback situation. But the only thing that I think is good is that mm. the NFC is not great. Mm. So, again, we do the same thing we do every year.
1: I... I would be very curious to see what I. I just I'm not gonna roll it out. I I just I don't. Jacoby Brissett makes a lot of sense, but I would not surprise me to do something bigger. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they'll maybe they also look at it. And you know, Kyle's art and this group knows. Kirk Cousins is not gonna sign a long term extension with Minnesota this off season. He's in the last year of his deal. They're gonna play it out and see how he looks. And it looks like that's gonna be it most likely for the Kirk Cousins era in Minnesota. And then he's just out there. And if you do the timeline math here with San Francisco, they're like, hey, we'll bring in the stopgap, Jacoby. Things fall apart. We'll wait on Brock. But also, this is it, Lance. Like You have to be, a, you have to be the guy, or we're going to go sign Kirk Cousins outright as a free agent next, next offseason. I think that's the plan, where they're like, that's, that's what we're going to do.
0: I, the only thing I will say is the 49ers have a boatload of compensatory draft picks and they're going to have a bunch of mid-level, mid-round draft picks. There are four quarterbacks potentially going in the top, like, first round. Uh, and I don't know that there's going to be mm, a lot of quarterbacks in the second round, considering I would imagine there's going to be a lot of talent because of those four quarterbacks. So I really hope the 49ers draft someone in, like, the third round.
1: Hmm.
0: Go the Patriots route, except for just do better than the Patriots. Or just trade
1: for Brown. Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. The no, guy Kyle no but that's what
0: I'm saying. Like like no, don't trade for any of them. Just like get lucky. You know, yeah. do get lucky in the third round.
1: Wait, hold on. Hold on, Evan. Now you're just getting greedy. You can't say get lucky when you just turn Mr. Irrelevant into a starting quarterback in this league who is what like an injury away from making the Super Bowl. You don't get to say get lucky with the Niners quarterback drafting when you got Mr. Irrelevant into a competent quarterback in this tell
0: league. Me, tell me something.
1: You don't get to do this game, tell me,
0: Tell me something. Do you think it's mm-hmm. fair and balanced that they traded three first round <laughs> picks for Trey Lance and then he might suck? And mm. then we then we had Brock Purdy play well and then ripped his shoulder in half. I think we're I think we're doing okay in terms of luck. <laughs> I think we're on the bad end of the stick. I don't think it's an unfair advantage. Okay. We have the best mm. coach in the NFL. We have the best linebacker in the NFL. We have the best left tackle in the NFL. We have the best defensive player in the NFL and we can't win a Super Bowl chase. Do you feel better? No.
1: No. I'm no. Sorry. At least your team's played a playoff game in your new stadium. The Falcons well, haven't.
0: Once again, mm-hmm. and I will I will debate this for the rest of my life, but to anyone on earth that thinks it's better as a fan experience to have your team suck entirely and never have a chance, like that's the better option. Like no. if you think it if you think it's not if you would prefer Milo
1: just walked away from this take. Milo's it, not a fan of the take. If you
0: would prefer your team to go to four NFC championships, lose two NFC championships in heartbreaking manner, and then lose two Super Bowls in heartbreaking manner, as opposed to just feeling numb and never expecting anything. No expectations. Yeah. You wish your football geek team was good, but they suck, but you're not actually emotionally invested in it because it's yes. the tech...
1: No. This is a this is the wrong take, Evan. You've you've been you've been away I'm from...
0: living this nightmare. You, yes. I don't want to hear it.
1: Here's Do the you, thing though, Evan. How, how, tell tell no, no, no. Mm-hmm.
0: As a Falcons fan, yeah. how long did it take for you to get over that Super Bowl? I mean, how long? It,
1: I remember the next year was just like, what are we doing? Like it was one of those where you I didn't want to like Engage that right. following season. Times like I really did not want to engage.
0: Times that by four.
1: I, no, in not a even decade, close. you're uh, being up twenty-eight to three in the Pats in the in the Super Bowl and blowing a twenty-three lead and just the jokes and everything else and knowing you'll never be that close and have that kind of position ever again in your lifetime.
0: Richard Sherman tip football. Mm. Try a sorry. Don't ever. Don't ever try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree. Mm-hmm. Then having the Seahawks go on and just. Win Look, I'm not
1: saying you haven't gone through pain. However, what you're overlooking here is you've had way more positive experiences over the last five years of the Niners. Like, I have been doing these pods with you for several years now. Most Sundays, or most Mondays when we do this, Evan's feeling good. Evan has enjoyed his weekend. Evan has enjoyed the Niners smacking the crap out of somebody. It just hasn't ended the right way. Evan, it's all about the journey. It's not about the destination. The- your no, journey has been fantastic for the this last is, five first years. First off,
0: this isn't a Nicholas Sparks <laughs> book. It's not about the journey. It's about a Super Bowl. And the 49ers had five before I could remember anything. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult, and I have only experienced what is considered to be one of the greatest football franchises in the history of man. I've only experienced them losing Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana is undefeated in Super Bowls, yeah. and I was a baby when that happened. I'll never... I don't know what that's like. There's sixty-year-old men out there that are just like, I. Why can't you guys just? Why can't they just win Super Bowls? All I ever watched them do was win Super Bowls.
1: Mm -hmm. Your time will come, Evan. You got time. Your time will come. Um, The best game last season was which for you? What do you think the best Niners game for you was this past year?
0: I mean, obviously it's biased because I I was there, but it's got to be the Cowboys playoff game. There was a lot of good games last year by all means. And, you know, but it was the 49ers beating the Cowboys in the playoffs. It was the best part. It was, I mean, it was the highest moment of the season. It was them getting back to the NFC championship, beating the, the, the Cowboys again, back to back years as a 49ers fan. That's as delicious as anything, you know, that you could possibly have. It was a great, great moment.
1: I don't hate that. I don't hate it. Um twenty twenty three breakout candidates for this team. Who is not a star has not broken out that you expect to have a breakout twenty twenty three season for this Niners team? Evan?
0: Who's not a star?
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I mean Trey Lance. Mm. No, I don't know, man. It's I mean, first off, it's a hard question to ask for the 49ers because literally all even the the young players are stars. Like mm. Talanoa, Hufanga was a all-pro safety. Like yeah. it's not like they're like a lot of options here. They're all stars. Corner maybe?
1: Corner? I mean, I don't think the 49
0: the corners there's no corner on the team that's going to be anything like that. Um mm. But you know, obviously I think Hofunga is going to have another fantastic year next year. I think he's going to learn how to tackle a little bit more. He's just going to get even better. Um, But I do hope, for the sake of things, it's Trey Lance. We watched Kyle Shanahan make Brock Purdy Mr. Irrelevant, one of, if not the best quarterbacks during his span in the NFL, right, before he got injured. Mm-hmm. I know it's not like, I know people don't think it's likely, and no one wants to think this way because it's really been a bad rap for Trey Lance. But if Trey Lance can come back fully healthy, and a broken ankle is something you can come back fully healthy, there's no reason why that Kyle Shanahan magic that worked with Purdy can't work with Trey. I'm hmm. gonna, I, I, I'm in to turn, dude. I mean, you talk about 49ers history, man. I've been, I've been defending Alex Smith, I've been defending. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been defending Colin Kaepernick. I've been defending uh, now Trey Lance. Like I've been defending 49ers quarterbacks since the dawn of time. It's just in my DNA, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to think that a player that everyone agreed was immensely athletically talented, right? The Falcons were going to take Trey Lance if we didn't. Teams love we Trey may Lance. Trade
1: for him this off if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt.
0: Right, there's you know I there everyone loved Trey Lance's athletic ability and they thought there was some immense potential. And I I know that people talking about you know maybe he can't run the way whatever whatever but like, let's get the kid healthy and let's just see what the Kyle Shanahan magic can do with him.
1: Yeah, I just it's gonna be wild. Did you see, uh, Ian Rapport said the Brock, on Pat McAfee show about Purdy today. Hmm. The Brock Purdy situation is interesting. They say he'll be ready for the season, but it's going to be close. That'd be wild. If this man's ready for the season, I mean, that would just, that'd be the most Niners thing ever if there's a quarterback competition going right into week one where Purdy's ready to go and he comes out of the game.
0: Man. I will tell you this. If Purdy, so first when they say ready for week Mm. one, that just means physically healthy. That means no training camp, no practice. Yeah, he's going to miss everything no matter what. He'll literally miss everything. So if Brock Purdy comes out and literally with no practice, no camp, no nothing beats out Trey Lance. We need to walk into the draft room this this offseason mm-hmm. with, with Kyle and John Lynch. And if they think about drafting a quarterback, slap the shit out of both of them. Because if he really is that big of a bust, mm-hmm. they've taken C.J. Beathard and then him and Nick Mullins, no more drafting quarterbacks. Just su- yeah. trade him.
1: I think Mullins is a free agent. Bring him back. Um, Position. uh, What position of need um, in the draft and free agency? If you look at this. Quarterback. You can't do quarterback. Can't do
0: quarterback. I mean, man. The pain here.
1: What do you want them to do? What do you want John Lynch to focus on in in free agency in the draft? What positions?
0: The 49ers drafted last year the second round pick and their first pick in the draft that they had because they took, you know, Trey Lance, whatever. whatever. Mm. Uh, They drafted Drake Jackson from USC. He's a speed rusher. He had his first year towards the end of the season. He didn't get get to play because of depth and kind of what they were trying to accomplish with the defensive line. Um, But I think he has a stellar second year. He might be the answer to your earlier question of who is Mm. the breakout. Um, You know, as he gets more muscle, as he gets bigger, he gets faster, etc. So I... I think this season, this off se- or this draft, like it, it, could be that position again. But I don't think so because of him. I do think I want to see them finally get a starting number one corner. Uh, Char, you know, Charverius Ward has played really well last year, and in fact, he is a number one corner. Um, but I let's let's get two of them.
1: Hmm. I like it. I think it's the Falcons. Like, I'm seeing a lot of mocks for Devin Weatherspin from Illinois yeah. or Joey Porter Jr. Like, I think it would upset some uh, Falcons fans. They are like, edge, edge, edge. I'm like, man, you need another corner. It can't just be all A.J. Terrell. It can't just be A.J. Terrell And You can't rely on Casey Hayward on the opposite side. I'd rather get another lockdown corner, just so I know I have two guys I can count on. The um, only thing
0: I will tell you is if the 49ers are any indication whatsoever, it is, in fact, that... You edge rusher will fix your your secondary. Here's the thing. You don't have a Nick Bosa though, so go get no, a Nick Bosa.
1: Can I just do the list of Jamal Anderson, Ray Edwards, Vic Beasley? Um, I can go just the amount of resources and picks and free agency that the Falcons have tried and tried for my entire adult life to address the pass rush outside of John Abraham. It has been an absolute dumpster fire trying to get a consistent pass rush. I'm just like, from my vantage point, I'm like, for my mental health, I need y'all to just focus on the secondary and just create a no fly zone back there. And if we ever get a good pass rush in my lifetime, so be it. You could, but I can't take this anymore. You I can't could take, really. Yeah.
0: You could literally think about. I mean, like it could be an actual possibility that the Falcons do sign Charles Amenahu or Samsung Yipukom mm. in free agency, who are. Decent pass rush players that can give you a solid uh, start.
1: I just want solid. That'd be great. I would love solid. Last thing, what has Kyle and John gotten right and wrong to this point? What are the big stuff? Like when you're looking back to since they've taken over, in I mean, your they... most non-Niner fandom side of your uh, your football brain here, Evan, what have he what have the duo gotten right or the best thing that they've gotten right? And the biggest things that they've gotten wrong to this yeah, point.
0: Yeah, well, the things that they've gotten ri- right is so much weighing so much more, right? They got George Kittle, Fred Warner, Talanoa Hufunga, and very late round picks. That is maybe some of the best drafting in the third and third to fifth, sixth rounds, really, that any NFL team has seen in the last 10 years. Mm. Honestly, absolutely fantastic. But what they have gotten wrong, and as we can all tell, is the most important position at any. Sport in the game, uh, they got the quarterback wrong, mm. and they've gotten it wrong so many times. C.J. Beathard in the third round, choosing Brian Hoyer over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watt. Well, uh, but you know they 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 could have had Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback maybe ever, and instead they chose. Well, we're gonna use Brian Hoyer until Kirk Cousins. So I think that is unfortunately right now, what is at the top of the list for the good and the bad, if you put them together, uh, I don't really consider the Nick Bosa thing special. Mm. Like obviously it worked out very well, but n- anyone was going to take Nick Bosa, right? Yeah. Other than the Cardinals. because
1: they're Well, against- you say that, but like Chase Young hasn't worked out the same way. Like the last, and he was probably a bigger prospect coming out of Ohio State. Like he was more of the can't miss kind of guy. And it just has not made the same kind of impact in Washington. It right. wasn't a guarantee
0: right but like chase young has had some injuries and and the one thing that i think is what it really comes down to is nick bosa has that football mentality and pedigree like like literally nick bosa is not doing anything that does not involve eat sleep football Mm. eat sleep train and football and i think that's you don't think
1: he's binging love is blind he's not watching um he didn't go see ant-man over the weekend No, no, no.
0: I I guarantee you he probably hasn't seen a Marvel movie in like, I mean, maybe ever. That Mm. might be the most boring man on earth. Uh, Not
1: like his brother. His brother seems like he wants the smoke. Joey seems like a different, he's wired differently.
0: Yeah, Joey's, well, Joey's also like out at events. He's obviously, you know, doing, doing, he's the
1: extrovert and Nick's the introvert. Nick is
0: just like, I don't care about anything other than being the best. I, I like, The one thing we haven't talked about it enough because he doesn't have the like social skills that I think that Kobe had. Mm. But I think Kobe's mentality of like nothing matters to me other than being the best and I I will like I will outwork you. I will out like I think Nick Bosa's wired that way too, but like he's just such a boring dork that like you don't ever Like it's not like vocalized, but I do Mm -hmm. think that Nick Bosa has that, like, I'm going to wake up in the morning four hours before anyone else. I'm going to train 16 times harder than anyone else because I want to be the best. And that's what matters to me.
1: So you might say I'm the Nick Bosa of podcasting.
0: Uh, I will definitely say that just on sheer uh, amount of work that you do. I don't know if there's anybody on earth that does individualized podcast episodes per sport. (laughs) You are the only one.
1: That's why they call me I, I, the Sports Renaissance man, man.
0: I swear to God. <laughs> you I mean literally, you 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 uh, you work very hard and it's there could not be a bigger disparity between two people in front of a camera like uh, like possible. Like you and I are like very different human beings in so many ways. I think it's why it, it works well.
1: I was going to say that's why it works. It's a good contrast. It's a good a good contrast well that's all i've got uh that was fun that was good i'm glad we were able to uh work the niners and i think that was fair fair and balanced for the folks wondering it's like is evan gonna go full fi- 49er fan and it's like hey he he had his fandom but it was it was fair
0: i feel like i've always been that way i've never mm. i've never had an issue with admitting when things sucked or not were not good i have i i am just an optimist that doesn't have a problem telling the truth mm. and being honest with myself about the team um, but I, to the, I will say forever, I listen, as someone who has lived it, uh, if you think for one second that being a fan of a team that keeps getting really close and losing a heartbreaking fashion, if you choose that over your team, just being irrelevant and being able to not be emotionally invested in it at all, that's me. It, the grass is always greener. My friend, mm. I promise you it's not,
1: Tell I mean, like, Georgia fans, man, Georgia fans were getting punched in the face over and over and then they won won. yeah that could be you next year and then you won and then it means more because you went through the valley
0: and hey man if that happens we can have the conversation again but in the meantime (laughs) like like uh, like marshawn lynch said uh take care of your mentals and take care of your chicken
1: that's a great way of ending it Evan Swords, always a pleasure my friend. Find him on Twitter at uh, Evan Swords. Go check him out there, give him a follow, all that good stuff. Follow myself at Chase underscore Thomas. If you enjoyed this very program, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if that is how you listen to today's show. Helps the show continue to grow and all that good stuff. Check out all of our other great pods over on the Blue Wire Pod Network. And if you wanna email us any 49ers questions, any questions for Evan, any questions for myself, any NFL things, you can reach us at at gmail.com. Evan, uh, yes.
0: The only thing I will say is just treat the rating system like the 49ers treat quarterbacks and just mm. as many as you can possibly give.
1: There you go. I like that. That's a lot. High, let's raise As many the bar. stars.
0: As many stars as you can get. Five stars. 49ers going to have five quarterbacks.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Evan Swords, <laughs> always a pleasure. I'll talk to you next week.
0: Take care, man.